when Johnny lost God. Old man Matthews made a church from matches, from burnt matches. It was meant to be our village church. Sulphur always clung to his threadbare utility coat. It wasn't much of a church, but with two bent legs and two sticks, quite an achievement for the old man. He always tried to lure us boys into his shed to see his model, but I only saw it once in his dimly lit six-by-four-foot shed. That's when Johnny and I shook on the two-yard rule. We vowed to keep two yards away from old man Matthews. He was a bit creepy, but that wasn't the reason for our rule. The smells of burnt cloth, burnt matchsticks and his body odour were overpowering. Johnny and I were actually fascinated by old man Matthews. He seemed to come from a bygone world, yet he could be very friendly, though his face turned sour in a second if he was unhappy. He could be violent too. Once on the way to school, in the spring of 1959, he'd asked me and Johnny to push his disability vehicle down his path to get it going. He pleaded for a push, so we pushed it. With old man Matthews at the helm of his disability cart, we managed to push it most of the way down his path, but then it hit his left-hand gatepost with a thump. There was a big dent. He climbed out of his cart all nice at first, then once out, he came at us with his sticks. As we ran away, we knew he would stumble and fall. Luckily, he fell near the rhubarb and swore. We felt guilty, but knew he had a thing for young boys. Well, that was the gossip. We never knew what the thing was, and no one would ever say. In the summer heat of that year, his small shed must have been tinderbox dry. Together with paint, turps, petrol, planks of wood and a church built out of burnt matches, it's amazing it didn't catch fire until late August. I must say here and now, neither Johnny or I set it alight. Johnny was God-fearing and I was just in fear. Neighbours said it was an accident, entirely an accident. With all those matches, it was waiting to happen. Strangely, though, a sense of guilt hung over Snow Hill. When old man Matthew's shed fire made it into the Suffolk Free Press with a photo of his blackened church blurry in the foreground, neighbours rallied round and collected money to help old man Matthews find a new shed to build a new church in. There was only one catch. Johnny and I had to present old man Matthews with the cash. After much argument, Johnny and I agreed and tentatively called at his house early one evening. We knocked on his door and stood well back, two yards back, close to his burnt-out shed. He opened the door and I thrust the money into his hand. From your neighbours, I said. He was overcome and quickly broke into tears. Johnny moved forward towards him and I whispered, 
Remember the rule. And my friend halted himself. Soon, old man Matthews had dried his eyes on a very dirty hanky, and as we were about to go, said, I got something for you too. We stood on his path, itching to get away as he went back into his bungalow. Seemed like ages before he emerged again, shuffling the do- to the door with a big black thing. The burnt-out ruin of his beloved matchstick church. Please, I want you boys to have this, he said humbly. We were astounded, bemused and near wetting ourselves as we took it, not uttering a word. He called after us, thank you, but we didn't look back. There in my father's prized workshop, the war-torn church sat. Such an ugly thing. Not much of the church details remained, but the cross on the tower somehow hung on. You should have this, Johnny. I insisted. You go to Sunday school. No. God's not to be trusted any more. Mum said that after my dad left. Your dad's left? Yes, and Mum said there'd no point me going to Sunday school any more. But it's your church, Johnny. No, not mine. A burnt out, stinking old church. God doesn't leave a church just because it burns down, I said like I was some kind of bishop. I thought this would clinch it with him, for him to take the church. But he came back at me. Where's God then? Tell me, tell me, if Dad's not come back, I don't want God. I could sense Johnny was going to cry. I just kept my mouth shut during a long silence and looked at the sulphurous ruin before us. Aesthetically, I found it quite beautiful, and besides, I could imagine my battalion making camp here in the ruins. Yes, I had a dinky ambulance truck and stretcher bearers and various injured soldiers. We hadn't got much ammo, but we still had the field radio. Don't worry, Johnny, I'll take it off your hands, I said magnanimously. Johnny smiled, and I smiled back, already making plans for war.